starting over. Welcome to Make Up Your Life with me, Devon, your host. Today, we have another amazing guest on our show, Diane Campbell McKinnon, because she was just recently married to the wonderful James McKinnon. Welcome, Diane. Thank you very much. Congratulations on getting married, COVID style. Yes, do a little backyard little backyard uh, get together with very, very few people. It was, it was small, but it was wonderful. Full yes. of love. I did stalk you on Instagram and it was super cute. <laughs> Thank and you. James told us a little bit about it when we had him on and you two are just adorable and much, much wedded success. I know you guys are a power couple, so <laughs> exciting to see you together officially. Thank you so much. Thank you. So a little bit about Diane. She's been in the beauty industry for over 20 years, meaning she started when she was like five, right? (laughs) Close, yeah. (laughs) Um, At age 18, attended hair school, but turned down her place in the biggest hair school at the time in Calgary and chased her dreams of becoming an editorial hair and makeup artist. Very interesting. (laughs) Uh, After two years of settling into Toronto and securing a job in a prestigious hair salon, Diane went back to school. And what did you go back to school for, Kaz? So I started hair school again, but in Ontario, because they have completely different laws uh, based on province, same as in America, based on state, it's all different. So you had to restart everything. (laughs) Got ya. Yeah. And so then you went and transferred, you went halfway through that, right? Quarter way through that. And then you transferred to a school of makeup art. Yes. Yeah. So in the same building, we actually had a makeup school that was on top, like above upstairs from the hair school. And I started hair, uh, working in a hair salon, started my apprenticeship when I was 14. And so, um, I had done a lot of like local stuff for local newspapers. And that's what really got me into, uh, doing editorial stuff and working on weddings. I absolutely love doing weddings. And I started working with uh, the makeup artist and, and I volunteered to assist to do hair with the makeup artist who did weddings before the salon opened on weekends. So in Banff, which is one of the one of the world's most busy places for weddings, we would get up at four in the morning and do weddings until about nine or 10 and then go into the salon and open the salon and work the salon all day. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll dive into more of that in a little bit. But um, then you worked at the local Mac Pro store, right? You offered services as as an assistant. I was a model, actually, for Mac Pro uh, for many years, and I would model uh, any of the new pro products that came out during their live shows and we did uh body I usually did body modeling for their body paint artists um in return for kit supplies (laughs) nice yeah oh did they have you running around the trade shows naked or the I I almost feel like every makeup uh artist that I or uh, sorry model that I've seen through Mac they barely let them have any clothes yes I definitely basically had um little boy shorts and some paint (laughs) on <laughs> numerous times but through that I through volunteering my time not only did I build my kit but I met some incredible makeup artists that took me on as an assistant for photo shoots where I learned most of my um my skills so it was great that worked out yeah you got you got paid and you got to um propel your career forward absolutely 
So you have so many different courses um, that you've taken over the last 20 years. So things like waxing, eyelash extensions, you were a trainer for eyelash extensions, right? Yes. <laughs> Numerous business courses. I love this part, even though it doesn't have to do with makeup. Reiki and crystal healing. Yes. Yes. I love that. My whole um, in-home studio is actually, my whole house is gridded, but my in-home studio is gridded for relaxation um, and self-care. So anytime you come into my studio to get lashes or anything by me, that is the, um, that's the energy that we put into that space. So it's, yeah, I've, I, I apply it to my everyday life and I actually give talks at summits about how to apply crystals to your beauty industry and to your career. I love that. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get to talk more about that. Yeah. And, uh, a really great accomplishment that just recently launched is you are the co-creator of beauty masterclass. Yes. That's, Oh my God, my baby. Yeah. So exciting. I can't wait to offer it to our students here. Um, you and I are, are in the talks of trying to get something coordinated for our alumni, Absolutely, but I can't recommend this enough because as, as most of you know, I own, um, Uh, Makeup Academy Mm -hmm. in the Midwest. And we teach a lot. And we teach students that have innate ability and come with lots of skill. And we teach students that don't have any ability and are just inspired by makeup. Mm -hmm. But at the end of their program here, and we have a lot of different courses in our programs, there's still more to be had. And it's like post-graduation, right? Mm -hmm. Continuing education. And so what I love is that you are that extension. Absolutely. I think the one when James and I met, which we actually met online on a dating app. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) We met on, did you have makeup as your, yes. Like this is our, yeah, your career. What you do is makeup artist. I love that. Um, and so we, we met online and we, um, when he was in Toronto working on, on Star Trek discovery and we, um, you know, very, very early on into our relationship, uh, I am very much an idea person. I love uh, coming up with ideas and, and seeing if I can execute them. And I'm constantly doing new things, uh, a kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. And James is, is just a go-getter. Like you put something in front of him and he just does not quit. Like, you know, he there's not enough hours in a day for him. He's so incredibly inspiring when you feel tired or lost. He is that person who's like, no, no, we're going to find a way. So the two of us together really we really said, what is it that, that we have assistants coming to us? You know, we would come home and be like, Oh my God, my assistant today was blah, blah, blah. And they went to makeup school and we can't believe it. Or, you know, we're like, why are they missing this, this crucial information? And we figured we dissected it and we figured it out. School is amazing. Not going to school is amazing. You can, like you said, have an innate ability, or you can just have that passion to for this industry that pushes you to want to learn it and those are two really those are two different states of mind to be in to become an artist but they're both very important and one place that you need to to come together is that you never stop learning in this industry like we talk to our our instructors like Aaron Kruger McCash and Mike McCash and Rich Redlifson and you know we have uh Howard Berger and Chris Nelson and um you know, we have uh, um, so many people coming up who are in uh, Donald Mowat, who are incredible BAFTA, Emmy, Oscar, Vivian Make- Baker is going to do a class for us, uh, who just won for um, Bombshell. 
you know, we have these people who are coming to us. And when we, when we talk to them, they're like, this is the most important thing we've ever seen because there really is no step in between school and coming to be our assistant and working with us and what our expectation is that you should know. So we, that's where we yeah. got this inspiration. We said we need to be that step. We, what we're teaching has, is not going to be for people who have never learned makeup before. They're, you're, it's just going to be above what you know. But if you've already graduated from school and you had maybe three days to work on beard laying, which we're going to do uh, classes with Zoe Hay, who is the department head for This Is Us and does lots and lots of beard laying, um, you know, we want you to not have three days worth of work. We want you to have classes that you can watch at home and that you practice every single day until you get that call. That's like, Hey, I need you to come assist me. I need an assistant who knows how to do beard laying. You're like, I got it. You know, we want yeah, you to be that person. That. We want every single artist to come and assist us. And then when we see that you're a great assistant and you know, all of these things, you're going to work your way up faster. You're going to get requested more. You're going to get your hours faster to get into the union. If you don't want to be in the union, your name is going to go out there because just so young artists know, we all talk to each other, all makeup artists at a certain level, talk to each other. We do not, we don't compete with each other. There's no competition. If anything, when I'm too busy and I get double booked on a day, I need makeup artists that I can call that I can be confident in their work and know that they're going to do a good job. And you want to be that makeup artist. So we all stay in communication and talk to each other and say, hey, can you do this job or vice versa? And as an assistant, what we look for when we need someone that we can call and be like, I think they've worked their way up to be able to do that job. You need to be that person. And that's how you really work your way up from being an assistant to being an independent makeup artist is to just show up, assist, hardly make any money. I mean, I bartended every night and got up every day at five o'clock and did photo shoots as an assistant making nothing um, because what I made was a career not money. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this is a common denominator from so many artists we've already interviewed where you have to put in your time. That, that seems to be the same um, response from everyone I've interviewed. So let's, now that you have all this crazy success, Mm -hmm. you have this great new launch of this um, continuing education platform is what I'll call it. Uh, Let's bring you way (laughs) back to when you first realized you love makeup oh my gosh um I was not allowed to wear makeup uh my mother was very very strict to the point of showing up to my school where she knew that I was putting makeup on from my locker and then washing my face before I went home (laughs) uh Oh my gosh, I did the yeah, same thing. Yeah, she showed up at my school. Um, it was the day I started hating my mother, actually, I would say, because it was so incredibly embarrassing. She actually showed up and walked into my class in front of the entire class, pointed at me and said, you look like a whore, go wash your face. And then <gasps> sat through every class for the rest of the day with me. Oh my yeah. gosh, that would never happen in today's no, age. No. They would never let her in the school. So, um, it was horrific. It was terrifying and I refused I let, locked myself in my room and refused to leave my room uh for a week. And I think my dad was actually the one who ended up um 
you know, telling her, like, you really, she can't go back to school. Like, she, that's, you've ruined her life, essentially. Uh, so um, she booked a class, uh, a one-on-one at Merle Norman, of all places, and for me, and said, if you're going to wear makeup, you have to learn how to do it properly. Um, and my mom was a model when I was very young. So she had always had really great education and understanding of makeup from makeup artists. So for me, I didn't have that. And, um, so she said, you're going to go learn how to do it and took me to Moral Norman and learned how to do my makeup, learned what my colors were, that kind of thing. Got a little package of makeup. And from then on, I was able to wear makeup, but I was about, I would say I was like 13, um, so I think that was very traumatic and, um, I'd always loved, I, I, there's just no, I can't remember a date. There's just looking through magazines and I used to cut out images of, um, editorials that I loved. I never read magazines. I only looked through the editorials and saved them and made poster board posters all over my room of just great lip colors and eye makeup. And I remember the first time I ever really looked at a specific thing was an L'Oreal eyeliner ad when the eyeliner, the first mechanical pencil eyeliner came out from L'Oreal. I was, there was a close up of this, it was like a sepia tone ad, and there was a close up of the eyeliner and just where it ended and how it flicked out and just so gently and it didn't connect to the bottom of the eye. And it was really beautiful. And I remember that was the first time I ever dissected a photo to the point of can I recreate that? Um, and I just started re- thinking I can recreate these things. I don't have to just look at them and enjoy them. I can try to do it myself. And I'd say I was 14 at that point, And I went and went for a haircut in a hair salon and asked if I could be their assistant. And I've never done anything else. <laughs> that was. That's, that's an amazing story. And I think a story that so many of our listeners can resonate yeah. with. Um, maybe not, maybe not the mom telling you, you know, sitting in your class, yeah. but um, definitely just, you know, that, that pivotal moment where you were like, oh my gosh, I, I actually have a real interest yeah. in this. So, you know, while ev- anyone else may have just looked at the picture and thought, oh, that's pretty. And, you know, I'd like to look like that someday, but instead your creativity um, made you stop and, and say, oh you know, I might be able to do this. So I love the Mm -hmm. story. So tell me when you realized you knew you could make a living at it. I don't know if I've realized that yet. (laughs) I don't know if that's something that you really, that I've really um, come to terms with. I I think I've been pushing so hard um, my whole life that I just, my head is down and I'm really just pushing through and I'm I'm looking up when I'm seeing new things that really catch my attention. I've taken, other than the classes of the things that I've succeeded in, I've taken numerous classes of things that haven't succeeded. You know, when you see the very first, you know, certain brow treatments or, or I took microblading and it just wasn't my thing. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there and there's a, there's a new product and a new thing coming out all the time. And so I'm constantly trying to see if I can add that to my repertoire, if it's something that I can do. So I think it's kind of ever evolving and I'm constantly looking for that thing that isn't working yet so that I can work on making it work, if that makes sense. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm constantly putting myself in a situation where I'm like, I'm at the bottom having to work my way up all the time. So I enjoy that. I enjoy that work. I enjoy making something, seeing something flourish and grow, which, um, so every few years I actually take a new course and something so that I am constantly reminded that, you know, I'm not great at everything. Like, yes, I can do makeup in my sleep and I love doing it, but you can get become complacent, I think, even if it's something you really enjoy, or it can be start becoming something that you don't enjoy if you if it's not challenging you. So I'm just constantly trying to challenge myself with different things. Um, I don't know. I want to go back to and I'll edit this. So I'm going to make a note, Christina, edit this and bring us back to um, where we left off at 14. Tell me, Diane, because I don't think we actually made it full circle. When you, so you discovered at 14 that you loved you, that you probably are Mm going to love makeup, but where did you go from 14 to now? So what we, I know that obviously you, you Mm -hmm. grew up in Canada, so somehow you ended up in California. (laughs) So, and, and I don't know, maybe it was mostly for James, but I would imagine along the way you've had different, um, jobs or different freelance positions oh, yeah tell us a little bit about that um yeah so from 14 starting at a hair salon and like I said assisting in in weddings and and donating my time um assisting as being models working in ABAs uh which are hair shows so I really started in hair thinking that I was going to be to do hair and makeup and be a hairdresser which was going to be my main income and then do photo shoots on the side until I became a full-time makeup artist that when I got my position and got my hours and did everything um, there was something telling me that I just wasn't in the right place I was living in Canmore Alberta I was going to move to Calgary to go to school Um, I had waited years to get a position in the school and um, I literally had a dream one night when I was 18 uh, in my apartment and I I woke up like it was real and it was very, very real to me. Um, I was definitely in the wrong place. I was not doing where I was supposed to be to become who I wanted to become. So I actually uh, went into work that day, gave my two weeks notice, uh, told the school I couldn't go to school and took my next paycheck. I bought a flight to Toronto, a one-way ticket to Toronto, took my next paycheck and went to Toronto with all of my things. And just, I was 18 and I just was like, I'm, I just have to start over because I'm just not in the right place. So that was just one of those (laughs) follow your gut instinct things. Yeah. A pivotal time. It was very important to me to be in the right place. And I knew that being in Calgary, I kind of looked around me and saw there were a lot of really happy people who loved getting up and going to work, but what they did was not who they were. They did that as a means of making the money to do what they really wanted to do, which is great. I, on the other hand, wanted what I do to be who I am. I wanted it to be a, to be one thing. I didn't want to be working for my weekend. So I knew that I had to move somewhere where there were more opportunities. Um, So I became a little fish in a big sea. And I just worked every job possible. I bartended at night. And I really just, I literally went door to door to door to to, um, 
you know, makeup companies and I, uh, there was no such thing as emailing and stuff. You had to actually go in, you know, to like Shoppers Drug Mart and Mac and, and all of these businesses and find makeup artists who work there and just say to them, Hey, if you ever need an assistant, here's my information. So I, uh, did a lot of, uh, hitting the pavement and really, you know, basically being a door-to-door salesperson for myself. Um, and then I applied for school. I went to school. Like I said, halfway through, I, I decided to go to the makeup school upstairs. And after they had asked for uh, models, I went up and saw how amazing it was. And I transferred to the school upstairs and to makeup school, the School of Makeup Art, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, that's how old I am. And, um, you know, and that was kind of, I just, I remember from all of the pavement hitting from all of the going into Mac stores and asking people for assistance. I got to meet people, amazing people. Um, you know, Andrea Heldman was one of my first people who took me under her wing and really, um, you know, taught me so, so much. Um, you know, Elizabeth Layton and, um, you know, there's, oh fuck, there's, I mean, I just, there's so many people It's it, that were so kind to me that took me under, um, Elena Pensiera, who's a, um, I, if I'm botching her last name, I believe I am. It's very, it's difficult for me to pronounce, but she is one of the most incredible makeup artists I've ever met. Um, to this day, I, I still admire everything that she does. She works continuously all the time. She's constantly in places like Bali doing swimwear shoots and, I just look at her. She took me under the wing and I, her wing, and I really learned so, so much. And that was really from just going out there and being like, even if I don't have the confidence in myself as a makeup artist, I have to have the confidence in myself as a person to sit there and say, I'm willing to be an assistant. I made, you know, less than bus fare to go to the shoot, assist and come home uh, after bartending all night long. And so I worked three jobs and assisted for free for four years after school. Yeah. Wow. So what are you, what are you doing present day? Yeah. I know the website, um, beautymasterclass.com. Um, yeah. So after marrying or after getting together with James, we, a few years into it, we realized, you know, that, uh, one of us was going to have to move and Hollywood wasn't going to move to Canada. So, um, I was working, I had my own business doing uh, makeup and eyelash extensions, a national trainer and curriculum writer for eyelash extensions in Canada. Um, And I was really busy all the time. Um, But I had to make a choice. Do you choose your relationship or your career? And um, ultimately, I had to choose my my relationship, um, which I'm glad I did. And so, uh, unfortunately in California, they will not take any of my previous education. Um, so I have to re, uh, start all over from going back to school. Uh, you can't go from one country to another with any of your certifications. So, um, I'm starting from scratch here in California and, uh, working on beauty masterclass, which is proving to actually be a full-time job. (laughs) It's going, it's getting, it's actually a lot bigger than we thought it would be right from the beginning. So that's actually pretty great. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, and sometimes, you know, um, we have to put things that aren't Mm -hmm. a priority, like sometimes making a living um, and really embark on the things that are a priority and are going to be the most fruitful. So I totally, yeah, I think something for artists, young artists, 
to remember is that we can get really caught up. I mean, I, I really, really worked. If, if he had come, if I had met him 10 years before, I would have never left Toronto for sure. I was, I, I mean, before I was even in makeup school, um, I was published, um, you know, within Toronto on covers of things. I had done headshots for numerous people's books and bands and all of these things. And I was really doing really great. So I, when I wouldn't have left at that time, but you, I think being really conscious of where you are in your life and where your career is. And, you know, I was kind of at a point where I was like, well, do I move to New York as you know, I'm a dual citizen. So do I move to New York and, and try to start there and try to work there? Or um, do I stay in Toronto and try to go up to the next level and do more traveling stuff. So I was, I was in that point anyway in my career. And I think when James was like, well, do you want to move? Do you want to get married? He proposed to me. So I was like, well, I guess I'm moving to LA. <laughs> so that kind of decision was made for me. Yeah. But I did it. And I, and you know, I don't regret it. I moved here and three weeks later, we went into a pandemic. So um, there was a big, you know, there, that's, it's, uh, it's a very interesting time, I think, for everybody right now. Yeah, I didn't realize you. I didn't realize you moved oh, yeah. that that recent. I thought you had no. Been here I moved a while here in, um, in February 2020, um, and then we went into pandemic mode, and we decided, well, this is the best time to kind of launch Beauty Masterclass because we really want. This is a time like this is a time where you really should be focusing on your craft, and and it's going to be a time where a lot of people, I think, are either going to say. I can't do this or I'm so this, this gave me that time to become so much better that I can't wait to get back to work. And I think that that's happening in a lot of, it's right. not just makeup artists. It's happening in a lot of places. People are re- really reassessing their goals and their values and what they want to do and where they want to be. And I think for those artists who are looking at the classes, not just beauty masterclass, if they're looking into your school, if they're looking into Stan Winston classes, if they're looking into you know, there's tons and tons of really great information. V. Neal has some really beautiful, you know, things that she's doing on the history of makeup on her uh, Instagram as well. I think all of those people who are are really dedicating their time to watching those and learning and, and watching Rick Baker do his things, his Instagram is very cool. Um, I think those people who are watching those things and, and learning those things right now, those are going to be the next James McKinnon's and Aaron Kruger McCash's you know, and Vivian Baker's. And I think that that is so, so important. Um, You know, we have the next Pat McGrath's are coming up right now. You don't know who that person is yet. And so just sitting there and watching these people take these classes, you know, we have, we just launched a forum on beautymasterclass.com where people can go and put up their work and get, you know, criticism or critiques from, from other artists. You know, Adrian Rigby just signed in today to be able to talk about it you know, um, we have places to go and learn and, and, and just talk with other people all around the world and see if they're going through the same things as you or get advice. And I think that that's really been a great success because that's where you're going to find those people who think like you and work like you, and they're going to have information from the school they went to that you didn't get in the school you went to and vice versa. And I think that communication has become such a great just such a great way for us to find those assistants and those people and, and bring them up through the through the the system that we're in now and really help flourish and grow and and build our community 
which is so, so important in this time, I think, with what's happening in the world. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So who are a few of your biggest influencers or mentors? I know you already named a few, but is there anyone that you that really stands out that assisted you in the growth of your career? So I have two different types of mentors. To me, I have mentors who are artists that taught me about the actual application and, and how to be on set, I think is a really, oof, we have a, we have a good class coming out in 2021 um, about just set etiquette, proper protocols on set, which is, is big. I know that you and I've talked about this before. That's a big <laughs> That's a big one to teach young people of who, who their hierarchy is and, and oh, how to yeah. communicate. Um, so I've had those mentors, but I've also something that we don't really talk about a lot is to have those personal mentors, like women in my life who really mentored me to become a great person, which in turn has helped me to become, you know, the business person that I am today. And so I have had very lucky to have had, um, you know, four women in my life who have really, really been there for me. Um, as I've said, obviously I had a tumultuous relationship with my mother, so I, I don't really, we don't have a, a relationship, but I've had women who I've been able to call mom throughout my life, um, who I'm still talking to today, who've really, really helped me build my business. Um, and anytime I didn't know anything about business, we're like, well, here's a class that you need to go take which is so important for makeup artists, please take, please take classes on personal finance as well as business. It's so, so important. Um, but yeah, I would say Elena and um, Andrea Heldman were definitely makeup artists that I just, you know, um, I, I just looked at them and their work and every time I would stand back and watch them and I'd just be like, wow, you know, you inspired me. They Those are the two people who really inspired me to, be a strong independent woman working for myself. And I think that that's really important as a young woman growing up. We think that makeup is such a a woman's industry, but it actually isn't. Women are the consumers. And a lot of times for a very long time, men have actually been the professional makeup artists in our industry. And so it's really just new for women to be, you know, getting like a, like when we, everyone saw James's thank you speech. And, you know, he's such a feminist and I love it that he said that he stands with women because women have been left off. And that's, it is really a big problem because men have been so prominent in this industry for so long that it is time for us to find female mentors who really want to to push us other women to come up and, and kind of make some noise and say, Hey, we're here and we can do this. So yeah, absolutely. And and they come in all different uh come absolutely. In all different parts of our lives, like different, yeah. you know, different avenues. Yeah, so, finding mentors where you need where um isn't doesn't always mean it's gonna be a makeup artist. It could just be, you know, one of my clients who to me was the most intimidating woman I'd ever met. She's like a CEO of a Fortune five hundred. She was just this huge, you know, um I just found her very intimidating, ended up actually being one of you know, just like a fairy godmother. I just had no, she just became this amazing woman to me and and I will forever be grateful to her. So you never know where, where these people are going to come from, but just always be open 
to hearing advice from people who have succeeded. And that's another thing is she taught me is never take advice from someone who isn't in a position you want to be in one day. So uh, that's a really big, yeah. very big piece of advice very that I give true. young artists. If that person is not in a position you want to be in, don't take advice from them. So, yeah. 100%. Um, I love all that. So what does the future hold for you, Diane? Oh, my gosh. What does it look like? Um, the future, as far as I, I think when you have a lot of things going on, there is a point where you have to dedicate focus and time to one thing. Um, I'm starting to finally find the, um, the positive in everything that's going on. And that is that it's given me that time to kind of, you know, finish my projects that were happening in Toronto, as well as realize that beauty masterclass is really kind of taking off. (laughs) And we have a a huge list of artists who have come to us actually, and said, I want to teach a class. Here are the things I want to teach. Um, and so we have a lineup of wonderful artists to, uh, shoot videos with, uh, at the end of the year. And so I think I'm just really going to focus a lot on beauty masterclass and getting out the content that people want and need, keeping our weekly lives happening that we do on, on, um, beauty masterclass online on Instagram um, and getting information out there and talking about people like you and, and, you know, people like Mio Cosmetics and people who really, you know, they come to us and they say like, you know, we have this new thing and we want to support you and you support us. And I, I think anybody who comes to us with that mentality, we are, we welcome with open arms and we're like, great, how can we work together? That is my, my big thing is I think for 2020 and moving forward is just finding people who are like-minded like you and saying, how can we sit down and work together and really make our industry better for the next generation of artists coming up? So I think that's my future is just focusing on that and how to incorporate that into Beauty Masterclass. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and Absolutely, I'm me too. To see where it goes for sure. What it'll be it'll be interesting when we talk in a few years and say, remember when we talked back in 2020? Um, I might have to. I don't know about that. You will always you will always have Um, my number. Don't worry. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um. So tell us. Mm -hmm. I'll be I'll be mindful of your time, but tell us uh, a piece of Mm -hmm. advice. And I know you've given so much already so much valuable information to our listeners but if there was one piece of advice you would give to aspiring artists trying to get their career off the Mm -hmm. ground trying to stay inspired right because it can be discouraging we don't talk you know this is an uplifting podcast so we don't talk about all the times Mm -hmm. um always anyway sometimes we share a little bit but all those really tough times of you know thinking can I do this can I make it through and um so, so what is something you would share to keep them inspired and, and to keep the naysayers at bay and, and keep on the so path I have, of their dream? I have advice for different stages in your career um, because I think you need, you can't just take the same advice and apply it to every part of your life because it's not always going to work that way. So, um, you know, my parent, my parents offered to, my mom offered to pay for my hair school. And when I said I wanted to go to makeup school, she said, you'll either do what I say that you're going to do or, or I don't pay for it. So I had to go to find that money myself. Uh, I ate one meal a day while I was in school 
because I couldn't afford anything else. And uh, the one thing that kept me going was doing photo shoots. So what I did and seeing my work progress. So what I did was I went to the local uh, photography school or film uh, film school that was close to me. And I said, I am going to uh, give you my services for in return for photos or clips to create, start creating my own reel. That kept me going, seeing my work out there doing something, um, you know, people getting graded on projects with my work in it and that kind of stuff was really helped me to see that what I was doing was for something. So I think young people really need to collaborate more, not just with other artists, makeup artists, but with people from different industries where you can work together and help each other succeed. That's for people in school. For people just out of school, don't think that you are the best thing that's ever happened to makeup. Just because you got good grades in makeup school does not make you a great makeup artist practically. It means you were great in school. And now that three days that you worked on, you know, eyebrow shapes, you now have to be able to do every eyebrow shape and every tone and every texture of makeup that's available on every skin tone. We have to remember that. Um, and you just have to continue to practice all the time and work for free. Volunteer your skills, volunteer your time. If you need to charge a $20 makeup kit fee, I would say that would be fine just to replenish what you've used. But you need, if you do not put yourself out there and say, I love this so much and I am so dedicated to um, I, for me personally, I took it as like a four year degree. This, I'm essentially getting a four year degree by assisting for four years. So I went to school for three months, assisted for the rest of the time for four years. And essentially in my head, got a degree in makeup on set in with experience. So that to me was the most important thing that I could tell anybody and any makeup artist I know, they said their, their number one education came from assisting. Like you just get the basics, basic understanding. So you don't look like what's a lipstick tube. How do I, you know, when you're on set, but your real education really starts when you start assisting and start assisting as many people as possible, because all of us want different things. The way I set up my station versus the way James set up his station, even you and I would set up our stations differently to do the same look. So knowing different ways of setting your station up, what products do what. Um, is super important and never ever look at dark skin or light skin as being different from you. They are just tones the same way that a lighter dark tone in every color is available. You need to know how to work with every skin tone um, or I personally wouldn't consider you a makeup artist. So that's my, those are my advices that right. I have come up with for through my career that I have said these things to numerous people when they've asked me what is what's your advice? And I'm like, depends where you are in your career, because you need different things at different times. A hundred percent. And I'm so glad you broke it down like that. Um, because that's absolutely true. It may not mm -hmm. apply to a different stage in your life. So thank you. Diane, you're amazing. <laughs> James is amazing. You're going to have an amazing life together. I'm excited again about your um, newly launched uh, beautymasterclass.com. Yes, it is. And it's beautymasterclass.com, right? 
Yes. No. Nope. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure it didn't have the or something. Um, so everybody can find you. I highly, highly recommend. And of course, follow them on Instagram. They Thank have amazing you so much. Stuff. Thank you for your time, Diane. I know that our, yeah, our listeners are going to have so many valuable takeaways during this episode. So I really appreciate it. Have an amazing you too. day. Thank you. And, and we'll let's get together and, and talk about how we can uh, work together because that's what the future holds for everybody. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Okay. See you, Diane.